Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your number one podcast for coverage of hallucinations that lead to accidental fratricide. My name's Claire, I'm joined as always by my co-host Beth, and we are here to recap Season 4, Episode 6, We All Go a Little Mad Sometimes, in which I get more than a little mad all the time. (laughs) Uh, I had a lot of emotions in this episode. Not really mad, mostly very sad and mm-hmm. somewhat shocked, but I actually shed a tear at this episode, which I think that I've only done one other time. Wow. Yeah. I'm interested I'm to see I'm also 30 weeks pregnant, so it might just be like the hormones. I don't know. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> well, we'll have to find out. Yes. What it was that brought a tear to Beth's stone cold eyeball. I know, but it wasn't Elena just sleeping in her room with her horse picture. Oh my god. Yes, Elena (laughs) is sleeping in her room and my subtitles helpfully told me that she's panting. (laughs) I didn't notice that. Because she's tossing and turning, she can't fall asleep, she's just so tormented by her recent murder, and... I noticed her lips look abnormally red, like almost as though the blood hasn't fully washed off her face, or maybe she just put on some lipstick before bed. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you never know when a Salvatore is going to wander in there. Got to be prepared. <laughs> Too true. <laughs> but yeah, she's having some bad dreams, and she decides to go downstairs and warm herself up a cup of tea. Well, a cup of water in the microwave, which I assume was going to lead to tea. But there's someone creeping in the background. So we kind of have like that traditional Vampire Diaries episodes, like person, like creeping, shadowy in the background. And we hear Connor's voice and he's like, what can't sleep? Hmm. And I was surprised when I when I heard that. Yes, we got the little teaser at the end of the last episode that Elena was having bloody hallucinations, but Mm -hmm. now Ghost Connor is here. Just when we thought we got rid of this motherfucker, he's back in spectral form. Right, and he has, like, his whole bloody neck out, just like he, it was like the moment that he killed, or that Elena killed him is how he has surfaced in her house, and she's like, oh, you know, they start having, like, a back and forth here where she's like oh you're not really here you're a ghost and he's like i'm not a ghost you have a guilty conscience because you killed me in cold blood like what the fuck is wrong with you and elena is smart and she starts calling down jeremy which at first i was like he's not going to be that much help to you elena but then i remember that jeremy has his whole like ghost (laughs) talking capabilities (laughs) Um, so yeah she calls jeremy down and This part is fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, she's hallucinating that Jeremy is Connor and she stabs Jeremy Connor right in the neck. But it turns out it was Jeremy. So she murdered him. I know it's really intense and fucked up, but it made me laugh both times I watched this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, Um, (laughs) Jeremy, you stabbed I had mentioned this to Claire before we started recording, but I watched this episode or the first 15 minutes of this episode, no less than six times because I kept falling asleep during the middle. Um, So between the fact that Jeremy gets killed and spoiler alert, the fact that he wakes up in a atrocious gasp, uh, there was a lot of (laughs) laughter um, happening in Jeremy's direction. As always. Yep. 
And I was like, why don't you just feed him some blood? Like, you don't die instantly if you get stabbed in the neck, do you? You just bleed out, right? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is similar to our question last week where we were wondering if it was really possible to shoot a perfect hole (laughs) through a body. (laughs) Well, she's just like, Jeremy, no, no. But she sees he's wearing his ring. Yes. And speaking of which, we cut to the morning, I guess. Jeremy is lying dead on the couch and Elena's pacing in front of Damon and is like, what am I going to tell him when he wakes up? And Damon says, thanks for not ditching the family ring after it drove Rick crazy. (laughs) Uh, Perfect. It's that Damon sense of humor we know and love. And it's everything I've been thinking about Jeremy wearing the ring this whole time. Like, why doesn't anybody have a problem with this? I know, seriously. I mean, I guess it's good that he had it on. Because Elena is the last person that I would have expected to kill Jeremy. (laughs) But it was so satisfying when it happened. (laughs) But yes, Elena has called Damon to help because she's mad at Stefan right now and doesn't trust him because he was lying to her last week and in cahoots with Klaus. And Damon's like, oh, okay, tight. Well, I called him. Here he is. Ding dong. Hi, Stefan. (laughs) yeah it was perfect timing and Stefan like walks in and he's like hey everybody what's going on here he's just like so low energy this episode I'm just like oh my god I was annoyed that he was there um (laughs) but Elena wants nothing to do with him so she's like as soon as he walks in she's like I need to go upstairs and she she might actually say like wash the blood of my brother like off of my hands because she still hasn't (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the sun has risen since she stabbed him and she hasn't washed the blood off, so that's something. Yeah, maybe this is just typical vampire behavior. I feel like this is the second week in a row, or at least the second time this season, that there's been a very dramatic moment of Elena washing blood off her hands. It's yeah, like, we get it. She did it. Yeah, she did it in the bathroom. A couple times. I feel like she did it at school and she did it at the funeral massacre. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so many memorable moments. <laughs> Elena heads upstairs and Damon and Stefan remain downstairs for a second and Jeremy wakes up and he does like the hugest gasp. <laughs> it's bigger than the one Elena did to kick us off this season. And he makes the dumbest face. I kept trying to pause it so that I could get a picture to text to you, Claire, but also to add to our Instagram. But I just, it like the frame transitions on the TV, like just wouldn't be clear enough for it to like make sense. But he made such a stupid face when he <gasps> arose from the dead. I really enjoyed that he still had blood all over his neck. Like in all these hours that he's been dead, nobody like wiped that down. Right? I know. Elena's hands are all messy for nothing. <laughs> but yeah, he's back and he's like, what happened? I'm like, haven't you woken oh, yeah. up from death enough times to like, know the signs? And Damon says the weirdest shit. He's like, long story, buy the ebook. What? It's really not a long story. <laughs> Elena stabbed you in story. the neck and you died. <laughs> but also, like... I don't understand the ebook reference. Like, is this when ebooks came out? But ebooks are not a shorter version of a regular book. No. It's just a online version or like, I don't understand. 
Yeah, I think it's just like a sassy thing to say, and maybe ebooks were more of like a novelty back then. Yeah. But I just think <laughs> that it's one of those things where they give Damon a line that is not like actually funny, but he like says it in his Damon way, so if we weren't paying so much attention, we'd be like, oh, haha, Damon. Yeah, buy the ebook. <laughs> so Elena has headed upstairs, um, and of course, Stefan decides to follow her, even though she made it pretty clear that she doesn't want to speak with him right now. And he's like, Elena, just I let me help you. Like, I want to help you with this. And she is doing a good job standing up for herself in this scene. I will give her that. She's like, Stefan, I don't want your help. And then he quips back, oh, but you'll accept Damon's? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? I just can't with the Salvatores when they're jealous of each other because it's like, you both know that she likes you both and you both like her. And this is the choice that you have made to, like, still be in a relationship with her. This is the shit you're going to have to deal with. You can't keep rubbing it in her face. Like, you're not married, but that's what you married. Yeah. No, exactly. It's very annoying. But yeah, yeah, she's like... Listen, I'm putting on this cute purple robe before getting in the shower for some reason. I don't want to have this conversation. Uh, I need to wash my brother's literal blood off my hands. Uh, TTFN. I love that you said TTFN because Harrison and I were watching um, the Winnie the Pooh television show from the late 80s. Aww. <laughs> um, and he'd recently started saying TTFN like today. So it's it's pretty funny. I have so much in common with your son. <laughs> just that i don't play soccer i don't you know whatever i love it <laughs> the important things in life yes so yeah we leave elena in her robe standing up for herself and we check in over at the lockwood mansion where a sad party is happening yes so we see chris who's one of the hybrids and Haley. they're drinking they're apparently celebrating the life of the fallen hybrid um, from last week. And Tyler walks in and he's like, oh, holy shit, I can't believe y'all are still drinking. Like, I was drinking with you last day, but I actually went to bed like a normal person and you stayed up all night. Yeah, I, he his vibe was super weird. He's like, whoa, you guys are still going party time. Take it to the <laughs> bar, man. And they're like, oh, yeah, the bar comment was weird. <laughs> yeah. And Haley's like, like, fuck off, we're morning Dean have some here i'm gonna force feed you a shot and then fillet my finger everybody's vibe is super weird in this scene basically yeah so was that purely because they knew that klaus was around and they wanted it to seem sexy i don't think so because klaus wasn't there yet was he see that's yeah like i think that he was there but he hadn't walked in yet so i Mm -hmm. think that i don't know i couldn't tell if it was supposed to be part of their ruse of seeming like they were together or if it was like an actual sexy moment that they shared or whatever you would call that not necessarily sexy i feel okay about giving my opinion on this because i genuinely don't remember what the case is but the impression that i get is like it they're doing this ruse but also i think Haley has feelings for tyler or has a crush yeah yeah so like it was a sexy, like, look how my lips look around a, a phallic object thing Yeah, that she meant. But he was like, oh, ha ha, Haley, you're such a good actress. <laughs> With a perfect American accent. <laughs> oh, my God. Marble <laughs> mouth. Uh. 
But yes, then Klaus stumbles in, seeming quite drunk. And he says the most British thing. I just popped round to celebrate Dean's successful retrieval of the vampire hunter. <laughs> I just love that he said popped round. Yes, that is a very British thing to say. I like it. <laughs> but he's like, y'all fucked this up. Not only did I lose a hybrid, but I lost the hunter. And they're like, why do you care if this hunter is alive? And he's like, well, I had a reason, but it doesn't matter now. So fuck off. Yeah. And then he takes another swig off of like the bourbon bottle. Hitting the bottle straight, but their conversation is interrupted by a knock at the door. Uh, Tyler goes to answer it, and we see that it's Caroline, and she's like, Here's your box of shit, um, Tyler. And of course, Klaus, the drama queen that he is, comes over and he's like, By the breakup drama in front of me, I assume you've met Haley. <laughs> he just loves to stir the pot. He lives for drama he is a real housewife <laughs> he is i mean that's totally how i would be if i was alive for like thousands of years yeah i guess you gotta have something to entertain you yeah definitely so yeah caroline's making a sad face tyler's making a sad face Haley's making a sad face in the background and klaus leaves with chris he's like i'll leave you to it mm-hmm. and then after um klaus and chris leave caroline's like you think he bought it? And Haley's like, hell, I bought it. And Tyler's like, oh, he says something weird. And I didn't write it down. He's like, you girls are great liars. And oh, I yeah. was just like, yeah, the vibes were off with that comment, too. Tyler's all over the place this week. <laughs> I feel like the Lockwood Mansion is, like, haunted by an awkward ghost right now or something. Like, everybody's being <laughs> yeah. super weird. Maybe Carol's, like, in the other room. So they're, like, <laughs> just, like, trying to, like, not be themselves or something that's like what's going on oh, our two main gals sheriff forbes and mary carol lockwood were not in this episode where was the hilarity i know liz does get a reference at some point i feel like at least but no Probably. carol at all um but yeah then tyler like kisses caroline and the camera pans over to Haley, and she's making like kind of uh, just a weird face i thought it was like kind of like a jealous face but mm. i i think it is more now that you made your comment about how you feel like she might potentially have feelings for tyler anyway yeah it looked like part jealous and part like oh don't make out in front of me that's rude yeah bad manners same <laughs> but they're all very proud of themselves for pulling one over on klaus yes granted klaus was drunk so it's not that hard but i'll let them have it yeah and then i think we have to watch elena shower and i felt it was pretty risque like how much skin they showed in this scene yeah and they had like the whole see-through shower curtain thing going on too yeah yeah they were really going for a ratings bump i guess but (laughs) nothing gets me horny like watching somebody hallucinate blood pouring down the drain of their shower I was like, Elena is having a heavy flow day. It's totally what it seemed like. At I first. know. I was like, oh, I've been there, girl. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. Because there's two portions of the scene. Like, the first is like a, a heavy flow period day amount of blood, like going down the drain. But like, the next one is like, you have a medical emergency. Like, you need to go to the ER as soon as possible. Yeah, that's like the. The day when I stopped taking my 
four periods a year birth control because it made me bleed every day for two months, like a little bit. But then it was like the floodgates opened when I stopped taking it. And it was like the most intense period of my life. Wow. That was what I was getting from Elena's shower here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes, but... We don't know for sure if it was Elena's period blood or if it was just her hallucinating um, a bloody murder scene because of her murder of Connor. Mm-hmm. But she's freaking out. Yes. So meanwhile, while she's up taking her shower, Stefan and Damon are still downstairs and they're like, where'd Jeremy go? And we get this like weird comment that Bonnie has made him volunteer at at an occult exhibit that's happening at Mystic Falls High School. Sure, whatever we got to do to get Professor Shane in town, that's fine. I hope he's doing a reading and signing of his uh, fantastic book, Book of the Occult. (laughs) Uh, So exciting. And then Stefan's phone starts to ring and he's like, oh, fuck, it's Klaus. He's going to want to kill me because of like everything that went down last week. And he'll kill me, especially if he knows that I told you about the cure. Yeah. But luckily, Klaus was in a pretty jolly mood. I don't know if it was just because he was drunk or what, but... Well, Caroline seems to be single now. That might help. Oh, that's true. That's true. But Stefan is pretty much like... Well, I don't know. Maybe Klaus says it, but they, they talk about the fact that Connor's dead and Klaus is pretty much like... Oh, you know, the hunter was one of the f- one of a five. We'll find another. It's okay. And Stefan's kind of like, what the fuck? He's like, it might take us a few hundred years, but we've got nothing but time. I'm more concerned about your beloved Stefan. Have the hallucinations started yet? <sighs> Uh-oh. How did you know about that, Klaus? Yeah, and he's like, where are you, Stefan? And Stefan's like, I'm at Elena's house. And he says, oh, all right. I'm here, too. I wish he had started throwing soccer balls and newspapers through the window again. (laughs) Right? That was such a weird scene. I forgot about that. I blocked that one out. (laughs) But yeah, Klaus has not been invited in still, obviously, so he has to come outside to the sidewalk to have this conversation. So Stefan goes outside and Klaus pretty much explains to him that he himself, Klaus, (laughs) um, killed the original five hunters and that... The way that it works, of course, is that if you prevent one of the hunters from fulfilling its destiny, then the vampire who killed the hunter will be its final kill. And that essentially, like, Elena's going to kill herself if they don't take some sort of action because of these hallucinations. Right. And class is like, oh, I'm just going to... Take her away for a little while and keep her keep her from topping herself. <laughs> and Stefan's like, no, you don't you dare. She's mine. I know. I don't understand why so everybody is so upset that Klaus kidnaps Elena in this episode. Because if anybody's not going to kill Elena or let anything happen to her, it's Klaus. Right? I know. I mean, you never want to see your girl kidnapped, but at the same time, like... She needs to it's... be on suicide watch right now. And she he does. has a big fancy creepy house. Was that room in his house? I think it must have been. Yeah, I was like, what is this? Like, he just has, like, a panic room? I mean, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised, but that's fine. (laughs) I'm sure he has all kinds of weird, creepy rooms. Yeah. 
he had the bear trap torture room so i guess i shouldn't be shocked by the windowless panic room yeah well he said that it has no windows to preserve the art because there's like artwork on the walls (laughs) or something oh that's right that's right i forgot that's how he explained it so not a panic room an art gallery why not both but we're getting Classic ahead combo. of ourselves. Yes. <laughs> is, um, right now, Elena's upstairs getting dressed, putting on a red sweater, which I thought was a bold choice. Yeah. No more uh, white blouses for her. <laughs> and she goes downstairs and sees Damon rooting around under the sink. But then suddenly he turns into Hallucination Connor and she's like, no, no, and runs away from him. And Damon's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> right. What did I do? Yeah. it's like nothing this time yeah but she is freaked out so she runs outside conveniently right where Klaus is and he just quick zooms her away yes he moved fast so we leave Elena's house and we check in on Jeremy over at school and he's found Matt and he's like hey man what's up what would you think if I told you that I had the beginning of a mark like Connor's and Matt says something so stupid. He's like, no way. Or like, what? I don't know. It's just like so braggy and weird. They're both so dumb. <laughs> they really are. I love Jeremy at first is like, so Matt, do you see anything on the back of my hand? Oh, yeah. That's how he leads into it. That it's like, makes do I have something better. in my teeth, bro? <laughs> right. Have you noticed? <laughs> Why haven't you complimented my ink? But... He says something about the tattoo and Connor and being a hunter. And Matt's like, does that mean you're the new chosen one? And <laughs> what does that mean? As always, I was reading the Vampire Diaries wiki, fan wiki, looking for a hot scoop. And I didn't find any scoop, but they posited that this is a Buffy reference. Because in the intro to every episode of Buffy, there's a voiceover that says, in every generation, there is a chosen one. Oh. And they really have a lot of parallels between the hunters and the slayers on Buffy. But, mm-hmm. and maybe we can talk about this in Wire Men. On Buffy, the slayers are always, I want to say women, but they're always teenage girls. Okay. And it's made pretty clear in this episode that hunters are always men. So I'm like, wow, they took like a cool, rad thing from Buffy and turned it into just like this patriarchal bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's a bummer. But the idea of Jeremy being the chosen one, ugh. Who made that choice? I know. Can we have a recount? Yeah, the idea of Jeremy being chosen for anything is just, I don't like it. The only thing I want to choose Jeremy for is being stabbed in the neck and staying dead. Yeah, the only thing I want to choose Jeremy for is sending him back to Colorado to find his damn dog. Oh my god, that poor dog. I know, it's just at the park all by itself, holding a ball. (laughs) Maybe Cole is taking care of it. Maybe, but their conversation is cut short because April walks up and says hi. And she's, like, accompanied by <laughs> Professor Shane. So he, like, introduces himself to the crew. And he's like, Atticus Shane, please, please call me Professor Shane. He's, like, thanking April, I guess, for helping to carry some of his, like, I don't know, traveling roadshow occult objects. <laughs> yeah, she's carrying this giant rock. And he's like, oh, doing the heavy lifting. And 
I think they offer to help carry stuff because, like, God forbid a lady carry something. Mm-hmm. And Atticus, I guess we can call him Atticus now because he doesn't want to be called Atticus. And he yeah. sucks. <laughs> Sounds good. So Atticus is like, oh, thanks, guys. You get free admission to my free exhibit. <laughs> LOL. What a funny guy, that Atticus. <laughs> And April's like, why does he seem so familiar? And I was like, wait, when did she meet him before and somebody compelled her to forget? Because that's like her whole vibe with everything is like, why does this weird person seem familiar to me? Oh, right. Because they tried to murder me once or twice. And right. the vampire made me forget. Uh, I know. But not in this case. Yeah. As we find so out we're later. Like, hmm. Why does he seem familiar? But Matt's like, I don't know. And then, of course, she shifts the conversation to the same thing that she's asked. I'm pretty sure for the last three episodes, she's like, have you guys seen Rebecca? She said she was going to help me figure out what happened with my dad's house burning down. But now I can't find her anywhere. And I don't even know if they answer her. Like, it's just like so awkward that she keeps bringing it up and no one will tell her anything. It's always so awkward when she talks to Matt and Jeremy. It's always such yeah. a... Str- I keep using the word vibe this week, but, like, everybody has a weird vibe this week. Because <laughs> Matt's like, yeah, she disappeared, I know. And then oh, he, yeah. like, walks away and looks significantly at Jeremy, who, like, looks like he's going to try to have an awkward conversation with April. I feel like there must be a deleted scene here or something, because it doesn't right. go anywhere. Yeah, I think you're right. I feel like they're really trying to make April happen, but there's just, like, nothing to her as a character, so it's really hard to care. Yeah, she's had no character development, aside from just asking about her dad, or talking about her dad. Like, she, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And wondering where Rebecca is, and constantly being compelled. Sorry, April. (laughs) So, I think we leave the school and go somewhere where Damon is bullying Bonnie about not being able to do magic once again. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up, Damon. I know. So, yeah, I think that Damon and Stefan have invited Bonnie to wherever they are. Maybe still in his house, but they want Bonnie to try and break the curse that Elena's facing because she killed Connor. Right? Yeah, he. they're like, oh, it's the hunter's curse is a witch's curse, and you're a witch. And she's like, yes, but as we've established, I can't do that kind of magic right now because the spirits will torture the spirit of my grams. Yeah. In a confusing way that doesn't really ever get explained, probably. <laughs> but of course, Damon doesn't take no for an answer, and he's still, like, poking and prodding her. And finally, she's like, I can't ask Shane. He knows everything. I'm like... Bonnie, careful with this one. Line. She says he knows everything about everything. Like, are you sure? He wrote three books, so I guess she's right. You wrote an actual book. Oh my god. (laughs) So yeah, she's gonna loop in old Atticus. What would his nickname be? Like, Kissy. I think. I feel like I know someone. I don't know someone named Atticus, but I feel like I know someone with a kid named Atticus and they call them Addy. What about Attic? Attic. I like that. Atticy. <laughs> I just like no shorter than Atticus. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that Attic is a word that you would not name somebody. <laughs> anyway. 
I guess there's a reason he goes by his last name. Yes. Besides being a douchebag. Before we go back uh, to Old Attic, uh, we have to check in on Klaus and Elena. So he's brought her to what I wrote down as the windowless basement. Yep. Um, and he's he's bringing her into like his art lair. And Elena's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, listen, for 52 years, I was tortured relentlessly by the dead vampire hunters you should have totally listened to stefan when he said he had it covered because now you done fucked up and you're gonna try and kill yourself if i don't lock you in this room yeah he's like i know what you're feeling i know that you're gonna want to kill yourself and i basically tried but i can't because i'm immortal and i didn't have like a white oak stick or whatever (laughs) and he says or she asks how he got it to stop and he's like, oh, I didn't. Just randomly one day after 52 years, four months and nine days, it stopped. No idea oh why. God. Didn't look into it. Yikes. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I would never kill myself. Excuse me. And he's like, oh, well, uh, we'll see <laughs> what happens after you have some of these hallucinations. And I think he leaves her to it. And of course, Connor, Ghost Connor, pops up and is on his Ghost Connor bullshit. Yeah. Oh, and Klaus says some weird thing like, oh, the hallucinations tend to take strange forms. So I've warned you. Yeah. Another example of Klaus talking in like riddles and just being bitchy. Yeah. Odd forms, strange forms. What does it mean, Klaus? Just tell us. God damn it. <laughs> but f- before we could spend too much time understanding um, what forms these hallucinations are going to take, Stefan has to make a phone call and he calls Caroline, which I just feel like it's weird whatever he calls Caroline. I don't know. I, it's like. Well, he did ask her to be a sponsor a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Although that's That's not what he's calling her about right now. (laughs) They become buddies, like, because he helped her be a good vampire, and she shipped him with Elena. Yeah, yeah. I guess we just don't have, like, a lot of time, like, between the two of them on screen so far, so I just feel like it's weird whenever he calls her. Just, like, whenever, like, Damon and Bonnie are together, it's, like, one of Mm. those pairs that I'm just kind of like, where is this coming from? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And I think she's calling him to avoid calling Tyler because he's like, we need the hybrids to, like, betray Klaus, basically, or we need to get past the hybrids so that I can get Elena out of Klaus jail. Yep, exactly. And Caroline's like, well, something interesting. Uh, Maybe that's not going to be so hard. So he goes over to the Lockwood Mansion and Caroline explains that Haley came to Mystic Falls partially to see Tyler, but also because her friend Chris, the hybrid, needed to be deprogrammed like uh, Tyler was. So she's been helping him and he's not sired anymore. Right. And it's just so cheesy. Stefan's like, are you telling me that Chris isn't sired anymore? And Caroline's like, that's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, gossip girl. Right. Uh, so... At this point, I've started referring to Elena's hallucination chamber as the lair. I don't know why. 
Uh, like but. the chat room that Jeremy joined and met Bloody Becky. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that. So good. Um, yes, exactly. Like oh my that, God. Do so. you think Klaus was Bloody Becky this whole time? I, I, it would not surprise me. You know that he has catfished one or two people. If she hadn't been daggered at the time, it would be perfect that it was Rebecca because Becky. But maybe Ooh. he took Rebecca's name to impersonate a lady. That seems like something that, like, a catfish person would do. They just, like, pick up, like, a random name from someone close to them. And then they're like, oh, yeah, now I'm Becky. All right, this is canon now, Klaus and Bloody Becky, one in the same. Anyway, they're in the lair. They're in the lair, and Elena is tripping really hard. So we still are having these Connor hallucinations, and he's pretty much like, you're a monster. I can't believe you killed me. I'm dead. I had a family. I had a brother. How could you do this to me? And Elena kind of like starts off strong and like defending herself, but she pretty quickly starts to turn to like feeling guilty and she's like apologizing. And Connor like takes it to the next level too. And he's like, well, you apologize to me, but how about your parents? Are you sorry for killing them? Because it's definitely your fault that they died. Kill yourself. You're a monster. Like he (laughs) takes it to to that level fast yeah and he makes her admit that she enjoyed killing him and drinking his blood yeah so she is not feeling great about herself and he's like okay well i've had my turn haunting you so let's bring in somebody else and then it's this big reveal that oh my god it's the hallucination of Catherine. <laughs> like why uh i don't know why but i loved it i was happy to see her but it also doesn't yes. make any sense and it's not really Catherine, so it feels almost like a tease. I know. I was sad that it wasn't that it wasn't really Catherine, because at first I thought that it was, but then I was like, oh no, this is just like a different part of Elena's like unconscious hallucination. Yeah. And I guess here's a good place to make not only a Buffy connection, but also a connection to another supernatural show. Ooh. So this whole situation with Elena being haunted by the hallucination of Catherine trying to make her kill herself is very much like an episode of Buffy I've brought up before called Amends, where Angel is being haunted by ghosts of people that he killed in the past that are trying to get him to kill himself so that he can't fight evil anymore. So I'm like, oh, wow, Elena is Angel? That actually kind of makes sense in a weird way. Oh. Because usually I think Stefan is Angel, but they can both be. It can be an angel-on-angel relationship. (laughs) But there's also an episode of The Magicians where... All the characters in this one season are on a quest to, like, fix magic because it got broken. And they have to find these golden keys and they all have weird magic powers. And there's one key where if you touch it, a hallucination of yourself appears and just is, like, saying all of your darkest thoughts and trying to get you to kill yourself. I was like, wow, there are so many shows where there are hallucinations of people trying to make other people kill themselves. This is a really weird trope. That's, like, oddly horrific to have something be so common yeah i was like geez louise i know these scenes are like kind of hard to watch truthfully yeah like this stuff with the hallucinations starts off kind of like okay what but then it gets like perfect progressively more real and like intense as we get toward the end of the episode Mm -hmm. but yes hallucination catherine is very much like the abyss key on the magicians Thanks for drawing those parallels for us, Claire. (laughs) You know I don't know about them. 
Because <laughs> you don't watch enough other shows because you have other things going on in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I watched more shows. <laughs> but yeah, now Catherine's at the hallucination having a great time. And she's <laughs> like, how about you and I have a little chat? And she's got her signature Catherine attitude. She's uh, got that her. curly hair. That curly hair. Yes. We've missed it so. <sighs> So now we have to go over to the school where the weird occult seminar is happening. It's so weird. Where are they? It looks like a like fancy library like exhibit room. Not yeah. like this rando brought a bunch of his weird knickknacks to a high school <laughs> for I... one day. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so funny. But yeah, old Atticky. <laughs> is talking about some shit like so he's holding this this rock and he's like this is the first tombstone and he told some boring story that i didn't write down because it seemed like it wasn't important yeah it's the story about like the world's first immortal named silas and like he had this witch who was in love with him named Ketsia, but he had a crush on some other bitch. And so she killed him or buried him alive because he was immortal and killed the uh, other lady. And it's like, cool story, bro. And while he's like going on about this boring story, April is standing next to Matt in the crowd. And she's like, oh, I knew I knew him through my dad. And Matt was like, you know, Professor Shane through your dad. And she's like, yeah, my dad taught a theology seminar like at his college last year so matt's starting to put together some pieces which is unusual for him matt becomes the greatest investigator known to man in this episode it's very impressive because <laughs> he's got nothing else going on no but yeah like this whole time atticus is rambling on about Ketia was the origin of Hell Hath No Fury like a woman scorned. Silas wants to rise again and wreak havoc on the world. And Bonnie comes up to him and he's like, wow, Ketia sounds awesome. And he's like, not as awesome as Silas. I'm a man. I only like men. Except oh. for sex. Yeah, no wonder I didn't write any of this down. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just Atticus being his creepy self and Bonnie yeah. being like, I love witches. Mm-hmm. Do they talk about anything else in this scene? I didn't write anything down. Yeah, I only think the other thing um, that Bonnie mentions is that she's going to introduce Damon to Atticus so that they could talk about, like, what's going on with the vampire hunter mm. situation. Right. So luckily that scene finishes up and we check in over with Catherine and Elena. And Catherine is just, like, hitting it hard. Yeah, she's like, Stefan probably doesn't love you anymore because you're like me now. And he hated me when I became, or when he found out what I truly was. Yeah. Oh, she's all like, you're going to keep killing humans over and over again. And it's going to keep changing you. And Stefan's just going to totally fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. And Elena can't take it anymore. And she like tries to physically attack Catherine. But of course it's a ghost and there's no one there. So she just, so she just kind of like dives onto the bed um, and then looks very confused and frustrated. That also made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was an awkward uh, movement for sure. It's very strange that there's this like giant bed just sort of in the middle of this room full of art. 
in Klaus's house. I know. It's like, does he... I guess his move would be, like, to take Caroline down there and be like, look at the genuine beauty of the art on these walls. Oh, look, a bed. How convenient. Uh, I like your idea way better. I just figured he put it down there to, when he turned the art layer into the panic room. Mm. But that's way better to think that it's there all the time. Just in case Caroline comes over. Just in case she sees a picture of a horse. So we leave Elena to her hallucinations and then we go back over to the school where, good Lord, David has found Alaric's classroom and opens up a desk. And apparently no one has still cleared Alaric's shit out of the school because there's like a little nipper of whiskey in there. And uh, David like gives a little like air cheers up to Alaric and the afterlife, I guess. But it's like... I thought there was an actual teacher in their classroom last time, right? When Rebecca fought with Elena. I don't know. Was there? I feel like we noticed that there was no teacher there. Like, class never okay. started. Yeah, so class Sorry, never I'm, started. No one cleared out his desk. <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures I took of this scene because I couldn't nice. tell what was on the blackboard. And I thought it looked like math. And I was like, <laughs> why would they have math on the blackboard in the Larrick's room? Oh, right. He's the only teacher. But now that I'm looking, I'm zooming in on my photos, I see that it says first moon landing and there's a picture drawn in chalk of a rocket ship. And then there's some numbers in math that I don't understand. It looks almost like numerology. Also, in my pictures, I noticed that. Okay, so he has this whiskey in the desk and it's not hidden at all. It's like he opens the main drawer and it is literally... A folder, a composition notebook, and this bottle. Just like <laughs> right there. Like good hiding spot, Alaric. Right. You're getting away with this alcoholism. You are high functioning. Uh always the responsible teacher and chaperone. I do love that Alaric keeps getting shout outs this season, like they keep reminding us that Damon's always thinking about him and, like, talking to his ghost. Yeah, I know. It's making me feel like he's gonna come back, but I don't know if he is or not. But it's making, like, they're keeping his memes alive. Mm-hmm. As well they should. Yes. So Damon's sipping on his whiskey, and then Bonnie walks in with Atticus. Yeah, and Damon's like, oh, I know you, I audited your class. Okay, if that's what we want to call it. Sure, that's a nice way to put it. And Atticus is like, oh yeah, I remember you. What's your deal? And they establish that Damon is an expert on the monster stuff. And doesn't Atticus say something like, oh, cool? (laughs) Probably. Tight, bro. Oh. But he's like, so I'm hoping that you can tell me a little bit about this. Here's this beautiful drawing with amazing lines. Do you know what this is? And it's the, because it's the drawing that Jeremy did of the tattoo. Yes. And Atticus is very impressed by this picture. He's like, where'd you get this? And I don't think David gives him any info, but Atticus explains that it's the legend that if a hunter is killed, then the person who killed them is tortured until a new hunter is awakened and the legacy is passed on and he says that 
like the new hunters are called like potentials, which mm-hmm. I guess is what Jeremy is. Yeah. And Damon's like, oh, interesting. Cool. Um, that's all. Thank you for your help. <laughs> Goodbye. Carry on. <laughs> and Bonnie's like, oh, my God, but how are we ever going to find another hunter? Like, how are we going to know who this person is? And Damon's like, oh, hang on. I've got him on speed dial. Little Gilbert, your services are needed. I really laughed at Little Gilbert. I don't know why. <laughs> Gil- I think it's because Gilbert is also a first name, and the idea of Jer- Jeremy's first name being Gilbert is hilarious. Because <laughs> it's such it like a nerd name. No offense to Gilberts <laughs> out there. Yeah. We don't want the Gilberts to slide into our into our mentions, Claire. We love Gilberts. Yes, we do. Just not ones of the Jeremy persuasion. <laughs> And I think then we go to, is this where Stefan's trying to convince Chris to help? Yes. Yeah. So Chris, Tyler, and Stefan, I think, are having some sort of meeting. Mm. And Chris is really worried. Like, he's not sired anymore, but if Klaus finds out he betrayed him, he's going to get murdered. He's like, I know what happened the last time a random hybrid showed up and got a name. It was Nate, and he got decapitated. Right. But Tyler's like, we've got your back. Like, we're you can get out of town, you'll be free, and it'll be great. And Stefan's like, it's for Elena! <laughs> oh. And Chris is like, well, how are we even going to get any time? Like, Klaus will be back any minute. And they're like, actually... We're using Carolina's bait again, because why not? It's It was gross the first time. It's not going to hurt to be gross again. Yes, I know. So Caroline indeed um, has approached Klaus, and where is he at the grill? Yes, because okay. Caroline says that the place is looking good, considering that uh, one of his hybrids exploded there, like, yesterday. <laughs> Which is a good point. There were like multiple explosions at the grill literally yesterday and it's back in business looking fine. Like nothing happened here. Who cleaned it up? Because Jeremy and Matt have been at school all day. It was April probably stumbled in and started cleaning it up. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go home and think about my dead family. <laughs> oh my God. That's so sad and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. As soon as Klaus sees Caroline, he's like, Oh, they sent you to sweet talk me, huh? And she's like, yeah, kind of. But also, maybe she said something else. I don't know. I I thought I was going somewhere with that. Yeah, I think she just says that they want him to let Elena go. And he's like, ha ha ha, no way. And he makes some reference to her and Tyler's drama. And she's like, that's none of your beeswax. And then Klaus has the creepiest thing, which gets played and reacted to as though it's really romantic. He's like, just so you know, if Tyler was still sired to me, he never would have hurt you. I wouldn't have let him. Which is such a fucking lie. Like, even if it, like, it's just not true. What the fuck? She's supposed to be, like, charmed by the fact that he's like, if I still had your boyfriend as my actual like magical slave i would have forced him to act against his nature and be nice to you because he would have no free will aren't i romantic 
Uh, it, it's a weird fucking thing. And like Caroline's face does like soften a little bit like when he says that too. I got beef with Caroline this week and this is like where we first start to see it. Oh, okay. Because she's like, oh, wow. Yeah. He likes me so much. He doesn't want my boyfriend to hurt me. Interesting. So they're having their weird little party. <laughs> and meanwhile, Chris at gets the hybrids who are guarding the lair to <laughs> to like go somewhere else and he lets Stefan in. Yeah. And things did not go the way that Stefan thought they were going to go. No. He's like, I have come to save the day. I am the hero of this story, rescuing this damsel. Your princess isn't another castle, bro. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Because she's like, ah, oh, no, what? Another hallucination. It's Stefan this time. Ah! Uh, yes. So <laughs> Elena immediately thinks that he's Connor. And she just runs up and stabs the shit out of him. Yeah, and the door is still open. So she yeah. runs away. <laughs> yeah, then she gets the hell out of there. Great plan, Stefan. Oh, and I think I, I skipped us past another round of Catherine tormenting elena by being like oh by the way bonnie probably hates you because uh, oh i know your grams died because or her grams died because of the vampires and like i don't know she brings up grams actually she does bring up grams okay. yep and her she mom is a vampire because of you your existence brings nothing but pain just kill yourself already all the cool kids are doing it and that's when Stefan shows up <laughs> yeah so then i think we check in on Damon and Bonnie. Yeah, so we're picking up uh, where they last left off, which is Damon explaining that Jeremy is like a potential. And Bonnie's like, well, what the fuck? Like, how come I didn't know any of this? And Damon's like, well, when witches lose their powers, they like get outside of the circle of trust. So we're not going to tell you shit now. Like they ever told her relevant shit before. (laughs) I know. Uh, And then Jeremy just like comes charging in out of nowhere He's like, he's like, what, what happened? What do you need? Where's Elena? Is she in trouble? And Bonnie explains like, no, but we did figure out how to help her. Um, You just need to kill a vampire. And Jeremy actually has like a good line here, which is disturbing. He's like, immediately, oh, okay, give me a steak. I'll kill Damon right now. (laughs) I know this is like Jeremy's best line in the series so far. I was like, I can't hate Jeremy in this moment because that was a good quip. It was. (laughs) But it only lasts for a second. And then I hate him again because he's Jeremy. Yeah. And their little uh, conversation is interrupted, I think, because Damon gets a phone call from Stefan and he's like, hey, sorry, Elena stabbed me and I totally lost her. So you're going to have to go find her, Damon. Yeah, mistakes were made, but uh, you go find her. She listens to you. Like, I'm just going to pass on the ball sports metaphor to you (laughs) mistakes were made that's so true (laughs) and everybody's like oh god damn it Stefan yeah (laughs) meanwhile at the grill Caroline's getting some texts which are only flashed for the briefest moment so the only thing that I could make out was I need a vampire to kill so it must have been Jeremy texting her oh okay 
So she's like, ah, so remember when I said that I came here to sweet talk you? It was also to distract you so that uh, Stefan could nab Elena. And uh, oops, he fucked up and she's gone now. Ha 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 ha. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Klaus is not pleased. He's like, Caroline. Or like He like tries to leave and... He says something along the lines of, like, she's beautiful, but if you don't shut up, I'm going to kill you. Yes, that is what he says. Mm. And people ship these two. They do? Yes. Ugh. A lot of people. I could see why. Well, I don't agree with it, but I feel like I could see why people would. I don't know. I don't trust anyone in this damn world or their opinions. <laughs> That because is fair. of this <laughs> but but i feel like i could see why i don't know yeah i'm just like that whole dynamic this week makes me very angry yeah but yeah he's like shut the fuck up or i'll kill you even if you're a hot bitch and she's like <laughs> wait 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 uh we also found out a way to fix elena so maybe don't kill everybody <laughs> yeah it's like you have 10 seconds and does she tell Klaus about what they figured out or no? No, I think that happens off screen so we can be really surprised later. Oh, okay. Sure. Because we have oh, to right. instead check in on Elena, who has wandered to her favorite location, the star of season three. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking Wickery Bridge. <laughs> the star of season three. Oh my gosh. So good. Uh, so yeah, Elena's walking alone down the highway. Um, and she As you goes do. To her favorite, to her favorite spot, Wickery Bridge. And there's just like Connor and Catherine like taking turns, like on popping up on either side of her, and just trying to like convince her to kill herself as she's walking. And she like gets to the point in the bridge where she has tumbled off um, in a car multiple times. <laughs> And this shocked me. So she's like standing there looking down, like contemplating her life. And then her mom appears. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So this is the point where I got emotional because at first, like, I thought her mom was coming to, like, be some sort of, like, Elena subconscious, like, protecting itself and, like, being strong. But it wasn't. So basically her mom is like oh, hey, honey, like, how are you? You know, you are doing great and all this other shit. And then shit takes a turn. So she's like, you know what you have to do here. Like, this bridge is really where your life should have ended. Like, not just once in the car accident with me and your dad, but twice because of Matt. So I don't know. I just, like, thought it was, like, the most, like, fucked up thing in the world that Mm -hmm. Elena brought her mom into it. The hunter's curse brought her mom into it. Yes, they knew how to get her. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And I think while she was walking to the bridge, she had some flashbacks of like a supercut of scenes from the season three finale where she was like, or Uh, and from the premiere where she's like, I was ready to die, like remembering falling off the bridge. I say falling, crashing off the bridge in a truck, (laughs) in an uninsured truck. (laughs) because Miranda says like you were ready to die like you should have died here so all you gotta do is take off your ring the sun will rise and all this will be over because that girl you were 
when you died is gone now. And now you're a monster. I know. So, yeah, Elena's, like, kind of repeats to herself. She's like, yeah, like, I am a monster. Like, I deserve to die. Then she drops her ring into the fucking river. And I'm like, Elena, no. Plop. But she did it. Then she's, like, standing there thinking for a while, and then she's like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have done this because, like, I can't do this. I, I, like, can't leave Jeremy. (laughs) And then Ghost Miranda says, oh, but you'll just be a ghost who helps him. You won't leave him. Not a monster who hurts him and stabs him in the neck. Oh, my God. Yeah, she literally says Jeremy is better off without you. Yeah. And then Elena calls her mommy and... It's so sad. She says, Mommy, I didn't mean to disappoint you. And she's like, you never disappointed me because, like, you died. And this you now is, like, a whole other thing. And you're going to fix it by dying right now. So it's fun. Join us in heaven or whatever. Third time's the charm. (laughs) Or actually, that's what Damon says later. (laughs) I had it written down. (laughs) I wish the mom said that, though. That would have been pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, Ghost Miranda in the scene is like, thank you so much for coming, Elena. It's time to die. (laughs) Yes, I know. But Damon suddenly strolls up and is like, what up, party people? Yeah. And somehow Elena seems to be able to recognize that Damon's not a hallucination. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, like, she couldn't with Stefan or anyone else that she's been hallucinating so far. Yeah. Yeah, and Damon's like, all right, like, Elena, let's just go somewhere and talk about this. Um, But then he realizes that her ring is, like, already gone, and he starts to look a little nervous. Yeah, because we've been getting these shots of, like, the trees and the river, and, like, there's just a glimmer of, like, dawn approaching. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck, we're in a pickle. Yeah. And then the worst thing happens. A very dramatic scene. I hate this so much. We're at House of Klaus. Chris is getting ready to leave town. And Haley, like, gives him a hug. He's like, call me. Oh, call yeah. me when you get to where you're in your safe. <laughs> <laughs> and he, is, he opens the door to leave and Klaus arrives and slams him up against the wall. The customary greeting. And he's trying to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I didn't mean to fail you. And then Tyler and Haley both try to take the blame for what happened. And it's all very dramatic. Haley's been sassing Klaus multiple times throughout this episode, which is pretty bold. She tells him she, he can go ahead and kill her for it because she'd rather die than be one of his little hybrid bitches or something. <laughs> yeah, she goes there. And he doesn't care with her for some reason. He's All he said was like, watch it, wolf girl. Yeah, I feel like he probably just has in the back of his mind that she can be a new hybrid once Elena is human again. Yeah. Or maybe he just wants her to be around to distract Tyler so he can get Caroline. Right, he does let her get away with a lot. Yeah. And he acts like he's going to let Chris go. But then who is at the party having a great time? But unlikely duo, Stefan and Jeremy Gilbert. Yeah. This is horrible. It is horrible. And I watched it like three times because I wasn't, I don't know. I feel like the scene is really dark or something and it's not entirely clear what happens, but 
I think that like Stefan walks in and like preemptively stabs Chris and then mm-hmm. Jeremy finishes killing him with an axe. Is that what yeah. goes down? I think Stefan like stakes him to subdue him, but he's a hybrid, so that won't kill him. Okay. And then there's like a long period of time where he's like, I'm so sorry, like, sorry about this, but we need to. And Tyler and Haley are like, oh no, stop. But they like don't move from where they're standing. And then Jeremy just like looking like a zombie pretty much just like has this fire axe and just with one blow, luckily off screen, decapitates Chris and like the blood sprays onto his face. Haley's screaming. Tyler's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I hate you, Jeremy. Go to hell. And at first, like, I forgot that hybrids counted as vampires. So I was like, why is he fucking doing this? But then it clicked for me. So, yeah. Yeah. And we see Jeremy gets a little extra tattoo branch. (laughs) Yep. The tattoo does its thing. And apparently I wrote a poem here. I took the notes a few days ago, and I don't recall doing this or if I was sober at the time, but I wrote, decapitation station by hallucination. Claire, that's beautiful. (laughs) I think I was possessed by the poetry gods for that one. Yes. Because Elena immediately is like, oh my God, Connor's gone because Jeremy has fulfilled his destiny and the curse is broken. But it doesn't... It's not quite that easy because she threw away her damn ring. So the sun is rising and she like starts to get a little crispy and her skin is like starts to smoke. And Damon is like, oh, fuck. So he grabs Elena and then jumps off of Wickery Bridge with her. And you just see them going into the water. I'm like, if the sun doesn't kill Elena, the uh, traumatic experience of hurtling off this bridge one more goddamn time is going to, for sure. You couldn't have zoomed her into the woods that are right there. I know. Or, like, take off your clothes and give them... I don't know. I just feel like there were other options. There were, but it wouldn't have been nearly as symbolic. (laughs) No. No. Next thing she knows, she's waking up in bed again, and she has her ring on, because apparently Damon uh, went for a little dive and found it for her which seems like it would have taken hours but yeah i don't know how long elena was passed out or why she was passed out i i don't know why anything happens in this life (laughs) maybe being able to find things underwater is like another secret vampire skill um but damon tells elena vampires hate swimming he does he does So, but she's back in her room. Like you said, she has a ring and she's like telling Damon, like, I feel so much better. Like my head is clear. Um, It just feels like all of that was a bad dream. Not necessarily like I lived it, but just that it was like something in a dream. Mm -hmm. And then she like starts to get a little emotional. She's like, Damon, like you saved me. Thank you. And they have like a little hand holding moment. Mm-hmm. And Damon's like, oh, I have to be the better man again because that's my whole deal. I pretend I'm a bad boy, but I'm really good. Stefan is lying mm-hmm. to you for good reasons. He's actually trying to help you. Uh, you should trust him because there might be a cure for vampirism. Yes, and he makes a quip like, about, like, wow. when when Stefan kills me for telling you this, throw my ashes off Wickery Bridge. <laughs> Too soon. 
I know. And Elena's just like, this is too much for so early in the morning. Yeah. It's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So we leave Elena to ponder what she's going to do with this whole Stefan and Damon situation. And we go over to the Lockwood mansion where Haley and Tyler are once again, like drinking a whole bunch um, and paying like their respects to Chris, who's now dead. So Caroline walks in and like she goes over to them and Tyler like starts talking about like how guilty he feels because he like promised that like everything would be cool with Chris if he just like listened to them and Caroline's like well we did what we had to fucking do like to protect like our friend Elena and he this is interesting because like I feel like Tyler hasn't sided with like the werewolves over like his immediate friend group at any point yet but he's like no Caroline like that's fucked up Chris was like our friend he was in our pack like this is a like he deserved to live too and Caroline looks like a little shocked when he says that yeah Caroline's like we didn't have a choice and she makes some comment like Chris wasn't our friend and Tyler's like he was mine yeah and like most of the werewolves that they've encountered and hybrids they've encountered have been like really douchey Mm-hmm. But there's been this whole thing ever since hybrids became a thing where they're just treated as these dis- disposable characters like, oh, they're hybrids, so they automatically deserve to die unless they're Tyler. Right. But like they are all people who have been mentally enslaved by Klaus to do his bidding and have no free will. Like it is fucked up that they're just like, yeah, kill all the hybrids. No, help the hybrids. Yeah. And it just shocked me that Caroline was so like, whatever. It's just Chris. He's just a hybrid. Who fucking cares? We saved Elena. I know. And Tyler throws a bottle at the wall because he's real mad. Yeah. Oh, he does this after he finds out Caroline's news. Right. Yeah, exactly. So she, like, tells Tyler that the way that the way that she got Klaus to give up one of the hybrids as, like, a sacrifice for Jeremy was by agreeing to go on a date with him. And Tyler gets so fucking pissed off and yeah he throws the liquor bottle at the wall yep and she's like I thought it would help to maintain our ruse yeah do you think she's being 100% truthful I don't know I have more to say about this later but okay sounds good they're uh, in an awkward position to say the least (laughs) that's for sure so Things are not good over at the Lockwood Mansion, and now there's another big glassy mess to clean up there. And we Where's April? To... <laughs> yeah, April will be wandering in any moment, asking where <laughs> Rebecca is, starting to clean shit up. <laughs> it's the Where's Rebecca maid service. <laughs> yes. She said she was going to help me figure out what happened at my dad's burnt down house. Then she just disappeared. Anyway... Um, We go over to the best restaurant in Mystic Falls, the Mystic Grill. Damon saddles up to the bar and order two bourbons, one for him and one for Rick. And because they feel like they were too subtle about it the other episode where this happened, they have Matt come up and say, still saving a spot for Mr. Saltzman, huh? Well, if you remember correctly, I needed this explanation uh, last episode. Luckily, I had you to explain it to me. But yes, Matt gave us the um, the the explanation that we were waiting for. Yeah. 
And Damon says he's in the market for a new drinking buddy, but Matt is not on the short list. <laughs> uh, he fucking hates Matt. Yep. Yeah, and Matt's like, listen, I know that you don't like me, but I dug up some stuff about the explosion at Young Far- at Young Farms, and like, I definitely have to tell someone. Damon's like, fine. Like, what the like, what happened? So Matt explains that he had the sheriff, aka Liz Forbes. Here's her shout out. Her moment. <laughs> dig up the pastor's phone records, which again, remember they said that this was an internal matter, so nothing needed to be looked into. <laughs> And yeah, and then she just fucking gave the phone records to Matt. Fine. And yeah, so he says that he called, the pastor called like one number, like at least once a day, every day. And then on the day that he actually blew up his house, he called that number 10 times. And that the number is for (gasps) Professor Atticus Shane. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Professor Atticus Shane be meddling in Mystic Falls. And Matt, once again, impressing us with uh, unknown heights of investigative skill and intuition. He says, anyone who knows stuff is creepy until proven otherwise. <laughs> oh, that's right. And they're like, oh, now we're suspicious of Atticus. You should be suspicious of anybody named Atticus in the year whatever this was. In the 21st century. Yes. And Damon's like, wow, I'm almost impressed. Bring it home, Matt. Maybe you can be my new Alaric. You are like a dopey blonde man. I guess Alaric wasn't blonde blonde, but fairer haired than the Salvatores. Yeah, close enough. And speaking of old Attic, we see him talking to Bonnie again. And she's like, how do you know all this stuff? Enough to write a whole book. Then he gives some, like, bullshit about how he's traveled the world ten times over and he knows all this shit. I don't know. I, I stopped listening. Like, whenever a, whenever a man starts bragging about himself, I tend to believe that it's overinflated and I just start tuning it out. That's um, a wise choice. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but he does eventually say something relevant Um And he, like, tells Bonnie that witches are, like, the most important of all of the mystical creatures. But when the new hunter completes his mark, so basically he read the context clues of, like, what Damon was asking him, um, that Bonnie has to come to Professor Shane because he's the only person in the whole fucking world that's going to be able to help with whatever mysterious situation is going to arise. Yep. I don't believe him. Who the fuck knows what's going on with this guy, but it's obviously nothing good. Yeah, it ain't good. So, so far he's been involved in, like, all of the major plot points, like, in the background. So, Mm -hmm. the explosion um, and Connor, like, sticking Connor on the town. Yeah. And now he's with Bonnie. Uh, it's, It's given me bad thoughts. I don't like it very much. Yeah. But you know what I do like? is how this next scene starts. We're at the Gilbert house on the front porch, but it's day this time. It's never daytime on the Gilbert porch. This is very weird. Yeah. (laughs) Elena goes up to Stefan and says, I'm sorry I stabbed you. (laughs) Which is not the first time that sentence has been said on the show, which makes me so happy. As we learned the one time that we, like, I 
think we had food delivered back when we actually were in the same room when we recorded these episodes, and we paused it right when Tyler said, I'm sorry I stabbed you to Caroline in the homecoming episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that should be the tagline of this show. It should. It's our new mozzarella. (laughs) Mozzarella? Mozzarella. (laughs) And... Stefan's like, oh, yeah, no problem. By the way, I know Damon told you about the cure and, you know, fuck Klaus's secrets. Let's just be honest. And I'm like, excuse me, since when are you saying fuck secrets? Suddenly you're, like, having sane thoughts about this situation. I know. This is, like, a very long and fairly important conversation, but I didn't write down much about it. Right. And then, like, the topic changes slightly and Elena... Asked Stefan, she's like, why did you send Damon to look for me instead of, like, just coming yourself after I stabbed you? (laughs) And Stefan, like, thinks about it for a second, and he's like, well, lately I've noticed that, like, Damon's been able to get through to you and, like, communicate with you in ways that I can't. Yeah, and you trust him more than you trust me. Right. And she seems to have learned a little something from the Miranda hallucination that wasn't all about, like, self-hatred. She's like, you know, you've been so great this whole time trying to help me, but the girl who chose you died. And uh, now I'm different. I feel darker. And also, like, the way I felt about Damon has been heightened. (laughs) She doesn't use the buzzword heightened. She says, well, Stefan fills in for her. Mm -hmm. Magnified. Oh, right. Yep. Some good thesaurus work in the writing room. (laughs) Uh, The Vampire Diaries. Yeah. And again, this is a long conversation, but I only wrote down like two more notes. Basically, she's like, something's changed between me and Damon. I don't want to lie to you. And Stefan's like, listen, when I was a ripper that one time recently, I understood why you went to Damon because like, if you couldn't be with me, you had to be with my brother, I guess. But it doesn't make sense to me now and I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't get it. And we're over. Right. And Elena's like, yeah, like she agrees. Like it's a mutual thing. She doesn't try and like argue against him or anything. Yeah. She's like, oops, we're broken up now. Womp womp. Wow. Might go fuck your brother now. We'll see. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. He's right upstairs still. (laughs) And that's the end of the episode. It is. It is. Is this the first, like, official Elena Stefan breakup that we have? Because I feel like the other times it was, like, Ripper-related. Yeah. So, like, there was never, like, true closure. Right. It was always, like, Stefan was compelled by Klaus. Right. Or something. But, yeah, this is the first time they have a sound mind broken up with each other. Yeah. I did not think this happened this early in the season. Okay. Like, I remembered that this happened, but I I thought it was going to be much later. So I was like, oh, wow, we're here already. Stefan's been annoying the shit out of me this whole season. So I honestly, like, was happy that this happened. Which is weird because I was also happy that they, like, got together at, like, the end of last season. Mm -hmm. But he was just such a pain in the ass with everything related to Elena that I'm... Honestly, like, felt relieved that I didn't have to, like, see them suffer through, like, another episode of their relationship. That is exactly the right way to put it, suffer through their relationship. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't going well 
Mm-mm. I'm very impressed that they both have like realized it and accepted it. Yeah, it seems very mature of them. <laughs> Uncharacteristically so. Yeah. So, what do you think is going to happen next? Ugh. So, I'm curious if Elena and Damon will get together. I feel like they might want to take a beat as to not, like, make it seem like they were just waiting for Stefan and <laughs> Elena's relationship to end before she, like, immediately starts boning Damon. Um, but also I found, like, Elena and Damon's, like, seeds, like, towards the end of the episode to be very sweet. Um, and I liked that, like, Damon was like, I'm taking... Like, the super annoying, like, high ground or high road here, and I'm not going to, like, try and make out with you, and I'm going to try and, like, stand up for Stefan and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like something will definitely go down there. I'm just curious, like, when. Um, and then we're also definitely going to learn more about how Jeremy's going to, like, cope with being one of the one of the five, one of the vampire hunters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know in, I don't know if it's in the next episode, but within the next two episodes, two of the things that I most remember about the season that pissed me off the most about the season are going to happen. Oh, okay. So get ready. Buckle up. Okay. I'm ready. I hope it doesn't have something to do with Bonnie, but I'm scared that it does. <laughs> Actually, neither of them has anything to do with Oh, Bonnie. okay. Good. Because I don't really <laughs> remember where that's going. I'm getting like such bad thoughts from her like hanging around this gross professor dude yeah (sighs) so yeah what do you think uh real Catherine's up to right now i kind of think i know what she's doing right now actually oh i think she's at an all-inclusive resort i hope so (laughs) any resort is all-inclusive if you're a vampire and can compel people (laughs) that's that's a very good point. That's a perk I didn't think of that Elena's definitely not taking enough advantage of. She's too busy standing up on motorcycle seats. I know. What the hell? So boring. Uh, what do you think? What do you know that Catherine's doing right now? Well, I'm not going to spoil for you what I think Catherine's actually doing right now. Oh, I mean, like okay. actually on the show, I think I remember what Catherine's up to. Oh, right now. okay. I thought you just had like a fan theory. Oh well, let me think of a fan theory. I think that Catherine. <laughs> Has started a cult. Yeah. With herself as the messiah. Just for fun. I could totally see that. I feel like it's like, what was it? The next planet or something? What was that? Like sex cult? Oh, God. I feel like I could see Catherine doing that. It was like the one where like all the rich people signed up. Was it the one with Andrew Keegan? I forget. I don't know. Uh, I would watch a show about Catherine starting a cult. Oh, hell yeah. And a cult cult. A cult cult, yes. That's your, Claire, that's your uh, WB show or CW, whatever this station is called in the year 2022. Yeah, now that all three Vampire Diaries Universe shows have been canceled, they need another one. Oh, have they? I didn't know that. Yeah, Legacy has got canceled after the last season. How many seasons of that were there? I don't know, at least two or three. Yeah. Interesting. I tried not to, like, look at anything about it because I know that even the premise of that show has spoilers for the originals, and I still haven't watched the originals yet, so I've tried not to know anything about Legacies until I finally get around to watching it. Good job. I'm such a professional. You are. I know all the things. (laughs) 
But you know what I definitely do know, and I hope you know too, is who I want to punch. But who do you want to punch? I feel like you should go first because I haven't decided. Okay. Well, I have two very strong contenders, and I'm going to say the one that I think will be more unusual for me. Okay. I'm going to punch Caroline. Oh, that is unusual. I'm very Mm -hmm. upset with her for the way that she handled the Chris situation. Yeah. I mean, first of all, just within the mechanics and the plot of the show, there is no reason that it had to be Chris or even a hybrid at all. They could have found, like, some scumbag and turned him into a vampire or even just, like, a random that nobody knows that wouldn't have any emotional toll on any of the characters. And that would have been, like, fucked up. But they could have turned anybody into a vampire instantly. Like, it's not a thing on the show where it's, like, they have to be buried on the ground under overnight, like, on True Blood or Buffy. It's, like, they instantly become a vampire after they die with vampire blood in their system and feed on yeah. human blood. It would have been so easy. But it's, like, she knows that this guy has been, like, hanging out at Tyler's house. He's, like, at least a friendly acquaintance of her boyfriend And she doesn't understand why he's upset about it. She's like, but he's not one of the main characters on this show. So how can you care about him? Like, Elena is the most important. She wanted to say goodbye to you the most out of all of her friends when she uh, thought you were all going to die in the season three finale. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And I feel... It just feels so off for Caroline. Like, she is smarter than this. She is more emotionally intelligent than this. And it all kind of ties back to her kind of... It's like she kind of doesn't really see Klaus as being as evil as he actually is. Mm -hmm. And it's like she doesn't recognize how fucked up the sire thing is. Even though it, it directly affected Tyler so much. When it's other people, she's like, oh, well, whatever. They're just a hybrid. Who cares? Right. Yeah, I feel like this is a really good choice. And I agree with you that it's out. It's like outside of Caroline's personality to be this like blase about Mm -hmm. Chris. It's weird. Definitely weird. Yeah. So I'm very disappointed in her. I want to give her a stern talking to and maybe like a sensitivity seminar. And a punch. And it's also like... This is the second hybrid in a row that has just been, like, a one-episode character, unless you count the model of their decapitated head for Nate, (laughs) who was unceremoniously killed, and, like, nobody cares, and both of them were characters of color. Oh, And it's like, can we stop killing everybody who's not white? (laughs) Yikes. Right. Seriously. Like, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I also want to punch, like, whoever made that decision in the writer's room. I'm going to blame Julie Pleck, because I hear she's problematic. Yeah. We've had a couple people, like, send us, like, Instagram messages about some of the shit that she's done, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. So now that I've ranted about my dear, beloved Caroline, who you want to punch? (sighs) This is probably an easy one, um, but... They're the person who skeeved me out most this episode, and that's going to be Professor Shane, (laughs) our old friend Atticus. The fact that he's at the school just seems, like, so creepy to me. And the fact that he has, like, all of his, like, occult items in this, like, weird roadshow that he brings on the road. Um, But mostly, he seems super evil. And the fact that he's, like, behind, like, two of the big 
events of the season, like the Pastor Young burning down his house and sicking Connor on the town. And he's just preying on Bonnie. I know that something horrible is going to fucking happen here. And what does he want with Jeremy? I don't know. (laughs) There's just like too much bad shit going on. And also he's just creepy and like always makes like weird comments about like women. So I, I want to punch him. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. The other one that I would have chosen was Stefan for many of the same reasons as Caroline. Okay. Because he's like, fuck everything else. Fuck any, you know, nuance. Let's just kill this guy. His life is literally meaningless. Yeah. Anything for Elena. He doesn't give a shit. Yep. (sighs) So that sucked. Um, Who do we want to high five? Hmm. I have to pick Damon um, Mm. for this episode. He was the only person who could get through to Elena, like, during her hallucinations. Hallucinations? Sorry, I had a Haley moment there uh, with my pronunciation. <laughs> For a second, I thought you meant, like, my family. <laughs> I was like, well, yes, I do stumble over my words quite often. <laughs> no, um, Haley, the, uh, the werewolf, wolf girl, as Klaus uh, calls her. And the fact that he said that he was going to take the annoying high road and just kind of give Stefan a little shout out when Elena was like holding Damon's hand and being like, you saved me and like all this shit. Um, I thought that that was pretty honorable, especially since he's been like lusting after Elena so hard since she's become a vampire. Mm -hmm. Um, And Stefan's just he was he also had my favorite line of the episode, so. We'll talk Ooh, about I'm that. I'm excited to find out what that was. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, he's getting my high five this week. All right. Who did you pick, Claire? So I thought about Elena because I think she made some actual good decisions this week. But I think I'm right. actually going to high five Chris. Oh, just because yeah. hashtag justice for Chris. All he wanted was to be free. He finally got unsired from Klaus. It was like, I'm going to do my buddy a favor before I get out of town. Like, I'm going to do the right thing and help out my pack. And what did he get for yeah. it? Decapitated. That's what. By Jeremy fucking Gilbert, of all people. Uh, and it's like really pouring salt in the death wound. He's like, you know, you, ha- you have the red shirts on Star Trek, these people who are brought in just to be killed off. But, like, he has so many things stacked against him. He was a black man on this show. He was a hybrid he was not uh, really known by anybody in the cast except Tyler. Mm-hmm. So obviously he could not live, but he was trying to do good things. And I appreciated that. Rest in peace, yeah. Chris. R.I.P. Chris. That's a good choice. Now he in heaven having a great time. Yeah. Now he's, <laughs> I don't know what they do in heaven. but Orgies. Or... Yeah. I now hope. he's up having an orgy in heaven like God intended. <laughs> God loves orgies. He would. She would. They would. Z would. They would. Z would. <laughs> Z would. Anyway, uh, as always, we have covered some points of wire men already, but I'm sure there's plenty more to be said. Yes. I feel like you had one thing that was pressing that you wanted to bring up for wire men. Did you? Probably. Uh-huh. Okay. It has flown out of my brain. <laughs> no worries. Um, I mean, Stefan 
outside of the Chris stuff was also pissing me off because of what he said to Elena about, like, I understood why you wanted to be with Damon when I was a Ripper. It was my <laughs> fault that you wanted to be with Damon. I shoved you into his arms. Like, once again, Elena doesn't make any choices for herself. Like, she could only want to be with somebody else because Stefan's actions Stephen. affected right. her in that way. Because yeah. she is just, like, an extension of him. Mm-hmm. And him, like, I thought it was shitty of him to say it that way. Like, you're breaking up, but you're going to have to be in each other's lives, probably, because there's still all this shit going on. Yeah. So maybe don't be a dick. And, like, she's doing her best. This isn't her fault. And, like, it sucks for you that you're in a love triangle triangle with your brother and a captivating teenager, but that's this the premise of this show, so here you are. Right. Yeah, there was so much of, like just that standard Stefan bullshit this episode and I'm hoping that like we'll have some relief from it now that they're broken up the big thing that comes to mind with him this episode for me is when early on in the episode when she's like Stefan like I don't want you here like I don't want to talk to you like after she fucking killed Jeremy and he's just like badgering her like he follows her upstairs and he's like makes that comment about how she'll accept help from Damon, but not him. And it's like, yeah, that is a direct consequence of the way that you've been acting. Like, it's Mm. not that Elena has, like, all of these feelings for Damon and, like, that's why she called him. It's the fact that you fucking lied to her. You've been a horrible guide at becoming a vampire. (laughs) You've been holding her to these, like, ridiculous standards that you couldn't even adhere to yourself. Like, you're the one that's fucking this up. And he always goes back to blaming it on, like, Elena and her, like, womanly emotions and feelings for Damon. When it's actually, like, yeah, does she have feelings for Damon? Of course. But it's more the consequence of Stefan's actions that have led them to this point than the fact that Elena just loves Damon so much that she, like, can't not be with him. And hell, we don't even know if she is going to be with him. I mean, we assume that she is. But yeah, Damon just or Stefan just really doesn't respect Elena at all. And like, that's what this really boils down to. Yeah, totally. One other small thing um, that I thought was really harmful. And I know that like Tyler had a lot of feelings this episode and a lot of like bad shit that he had to deal with but when he threw the liquor bottle Mm. at the wall it was just so jarring um and it's just like such a standard representation of like domestic violence I feel like that it just I don't know it was like scary to me and the way that like Caroline reacted she just looked like so nervous so yeah yeah it's like the threat of violence along with like an actual violent act that scares his partner mm-hmm. is like next time, maybe I'll throw it at your face basically. Is right. The implication. Yeah. And yeah. like, I'm team Tyler for mostly everything else in this episode. Like as I've already covered with the Caroline stuff, but mm-hmm. of course it's like, he drew you a horse picture. Ah! <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And, like, of course, again, the bullshit about 
Jeremy being the chosen one, all of the hunters being men. Oh, the that's being what men. it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like we're told that this, the Brotherhood of the Five. I guess it's in the name, the Brotherhood, was created by a witch, and we're supposed to believe that this witch was like, I want men to carry out. Like, no, come on, give me a yeah. break. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Especially witches know what's up. Yeah, apparently not that one. Yeah. But she died, so we don't get to take her to task. (laughs) I feel like there was so much, but I think I already said most of the things that were, like, the major points during our recap. We always always hit on it in the recap, for sure. But we don't need to spend too much more of our our time and mental energy on trying to figure out why men are. Yeah, I guess, like, the last little thing would be just Mm -hmm. sending Caroline to be Klaus Bade, Klaus Distraction again. Like, that's all they ever ask her to do. Like, she is a badass vampire who, like, even being so much younger, like, could get the upper hand on Damon that one time. Like, she's so powerful. Mm -hmm. But they're just relegating her to these storylines of, like, oh, I might be in a love triangle now with Haley and Tyler. Oh, I have to go distract Klaus with my beauty or whatever. (laughs) Just, like, come on. Yeah, and it's like they put her in these situations and then Tyler holds it against her. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. But speaking of sucking, who should have done it? Oh, I like that segue. You are a true podcast professional. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I'm just good at dirty jokes. Uh, I I feel like I've been having so much trouble with who should have done it lately. I don't know if it's because, like... The characters are getting more complex or they they're like more paired off or something. I don't know. I just I the the pairings are not jumping out at me the way that they used to. Oh, I feel like there would be an obvious one for you. For me? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking of it. <laughs> Do you want to go first? <laughs> oh gosh, no, I have to think about it. Uh I wonder, well, now I, now I just want to know who you think that I think. Well, I thought that you would say Damon and Elena. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I could, but I just feel like that's so boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not. I mean, like, that is the one, like, that would come out of this episode. Like, the logical one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having a hard time, too. Like, part of me wants to say April and Rebecca, because all she can think about is where's Rebecca. <laughs> right. But I don't actually like the idea of them as a pairing. So yeah. I can't, I can't say it for the second time. <laughs> uh, I think Damon and Elena are truly the only pair from this episode. Everyone else was just like, but also I don't want to put Elena in a sexual experience like so close to like a life altering um, suicide ideation experience. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Chris and Haley. I wish that they had both just been like, fuck okay. this whole situation. This is not our problem. We're going to run away and have our own lives together. And maybe it'll be romantic. Maybe it won't. But we're both going to GTFO and not get murdered. I feel like that is an excellent choice. I dig it. Whew, I found something. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'll go with Damon and Elena. I feel like, you know, it's coming. We don't know when, um, but I did. I did think that their handholding moment was sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that Damon did a good job, um, and this isn't necessarily part of um, who should have done it. But 
I want to mention it before I forget. But mm-hmm. I feel like Elena... I feel like this is the most character development that we've gotten out of Elena, like, in the whole series so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, a tough episode to watch. And I feel like she did a really good job acting it um, as mm-hmm. well. Like, there weren't many, like, cringe moments with her like there <laughs> were with Jeremy in this episode. Oh, God. But, yeah, I just... I, I like to see, like, this growth in Elena um, and the fact that she, like, is happy to be breaking up with Stefan. And she was able to overcome this horrible, like, suicide vampire hunter curse. Um, and really, like, her worst fears and, like, her deepest insecurities are what were played out, like, throughout the episode. And it was just really good. Yeah, totally. Maybe I should have high-fived her. I don't know. It's too late now. We've made our decisions. We have to live with them. Yes. And now I need to know, what was your favorite quote from Damon? Oh, yes. You said it earlier. Um, It was when (laughs) Elena had killed Jeremy. (laughs) That was on my short list. (laughs) Yeah, it was so good. And um, Elena says, "What what am I going to say to him? And Damon says, thanks for not ditching the family ring after it drove her crazy. (laughs) I love it. I laughed so hard. Oh, man. Yes, good choice. <laughs> Did you have a, a favorite quote from the episode aside from that one? Yes, I have a pair of quotes that are around the same theme. Um, so first is when Klaus is explaining the hunter's curse to Elena and how it's going to make her want to kill herself. And she says, I would never do that. As though she didn't like just last week say, dear diary, I've thought about ending it all. <laughs> And also spent the last three seasons of the show, like, trying to die. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. And then later, in the, like, at the end of the episode with Damon and Elena, he says, you know what they say about teenage suicide? Don't do it. Don't do it. I feel like we've said those words just, like, because we talk about kids wanting to die and kill themselves all the time on this episode. And I feel yes. like maybe the show was like, oh, yeah, we have a lot of, like, suicidal kids on this show. Maybe we should at least have a throwaway joke line from Damon, like... That's bad. Don't we right. don't endorse this. We should at least mention that it's not a good thing, even though that's all that's <laughs> happening lately. But it's like, really, Elena, you would never do this. Uh, remember the entire plot line for you in season two, where you were like, thank you so much for coming to kill me. <laughs> thank you so much for coming, Craigslist murderers. <laughs> it just really cracked me up. I was like, Elena, think about that for a second. You totally that is would. Really you funny. have literally tried. <laughs> Uh, and the last quote I want to give a shout out to is um, Jeremy's only joke of the whole series so far mm. that was actually funny when he says that he will stake Damon right now uh, in order <laughs> to kill a vampire and save Elena. Yes. Pretty good. Good job, Jeremy. We still hate you, but that was funny. But it, yes, it was funny. <laughs> it almost made up for your horrible acting uh, gasp when you. <laughs> what happened? What happened? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, that takes us to the end of the episode. Before we get into Mystic Follows, I would like to mention that I finished listening to the audiobook of the first Vampire Diaries book today. Wow, good job. It was very bad. And a couple of fun points I want to mention. First of all, none of the Civil War stuff or like the Salvatores having owned slaves comes from the books. That was all just like... For the show. Oh. Because in the book, 
Seven and Damon were like literally in Italy when they got turned into vampires and like and they're much older. They were like in the 15th century or something. Oh, wow. And Catherine was just this like simpering little like, oh, I am so nice and I love you both. Ha ha ha. Oh, no, you hate each other because I love you both. I'm going to kill myself. Bye. (laughs) I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. That is not the Catherine we know and love. No. Superior Catherine on the show. I mean, superior everything on the show, except for, okay. like, the slave stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Elena kind of sucks on in the book. Like, she's kind of a mean girl. Oh. And, like, all of the names pretty much are changed. Like, some by a lot and some by a little. My favorite is that Vicky is in the book, but she's not Matt's sister, and her name is Vicky Bennett. <laughs> Vicky Bennett, wow, yeah. the mix-up. There's wow. a Bonnie, but she's Bonnie McCullough, and oh. Matt's last name is Honeycut. And uh, the Aunt Jenna character is Aunt Judith. Aunt Judith, yeah. Who do these people think they are? Does it still take place in Virginia? It does. Okay. And really, nothing happens in the first book except like Elena starts dating Stefan. She basically bullies him into dating her. He's trying to avoid her because she looks like Catherine. And this whole time, Damon is in the background as a crow watching everybody and gaslighting Stefan into thinking that he's been attacking people and then blacking out. And oh my God, he like only emerges from the shadows, like at the end of the book and is like, ha ha ha, my brother, I am so much stronger than you. Of course, the poor person who had to read this audiobook has to do a fake Italian accent for both of the Salvatores, (laughs) (laughs) which is really funny. Oh my gosh, can you bring a clip uh, or send to me or just text me a clip of it? <laughs> oh, I had to check it out from the library on the Libby oh, app and it's so in okay. demand. I had to like wait almost a month in between listening to it because I didn't get through it in the seven days the first time. Uh-huh. Even though it's very short. So I oh, had to wow. return it already. But gotcha. it's very funny. I understand. <laughs> and the book ends with Stefan and Elena have finally figured out that it wasn't Stefan who killed Mr. Tanner at the Halloween haunted house. It was Damon. This whole time he's been pulling the strings and Stefan has disappeared. And Elena runs into the cemetery to con- find and confront Damon. And the book ends with her just yelling, Damon! <laughs> and in the audiobook, like when she yells Damon, they have, there's this like very intense, like thunderclap sound effect and like chilling music. And I was listening to it at work, and I was just, like, cracking up at my desk, like, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? I love this. (laughs) Now I feel like I want to listen to it on audiobook. (laughs) I have Mostly for the fake Italian accents. And she pronounces it Salvatore, which is probably actually more accurate, but it weirds me out every time. Yeah, that would be very distracting for me. And they're always saying, Catherine, Catherine. Wow. Throughout the whole book? Yeah. Katarine. Oh, my God. It's wild. No, thank you. Anyway. <laughs> yes, I have the second book on hold, but it says it'll be about six weeks before it becomes available. Wow. Yeah. That is very popular. Or they only have one copy. Yeah. So with that, if you have any fun facts to share about the books that I can look forward to in my audiobook journey... Or if you want to tell us or ask us anything about anything, you can mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries or on Facebook at the Vampire Diaries Diaries. 
You could also find us on Instagram, where the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Or if you'd like, you could also send us an email at the VD diaries at gmail.com. Yes. And as always, we'd love if you'd rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Music, whatever the fuck it's called in the year 2022. <laughs> because it just makes us feel good about ourselves. So do it. It does. Even the negative reviews, the haters <laughs> fuel me. Yes. Bring the hate. and i guess until we meet again be careful who you agree to do favors with if you're a one episode character on this show because you might get decapitated by an asshole he's a ripper mozzarella